This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. By the book on BFM 89.9. Hello and welcome to By the Book. I'm Lee Chui Lin and as always with me is my fellow child at heart, if not in body, <laughs> Shamila Ganesan. That took a weird turn. Yes, for this month, yes. child at heart. Uh, so as you might have noticed, throughout the month of October, we've been highlighting young readers and their recommendations and then discussing it with each of them in book club episodes. So we've had four so far and just to recap, we have been joined by... Right, I'm going to do the list. Maya Anjali Manalan, who was 11, who spoke to us about the Gangster Granny books by David Williams. And then Arif Iskandar is one, 17, talking about Mistborn, the Final Empire by Brandon Sanderson. Then we had Lana Sophia Poynton, uh, 10 years old, talking about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone by J.K. Rowling, of course. And most recently, Declan Goh, our youngest conversationalist, he was eight, discussing The Magic Faraway Tree by Enid Blight. And it's been quite a journey this month for us. It has been. It's a lot of reading mm-hmm. and it's been quite the variety, actually, of different types of books. And today is the conclusion of our month-long series. Uh, and so what you're going to hear is our conversation with 14-year-old Lily Lau, um, who wanted to recommend Lois Lowry's The Giver, which we will uh, be hearing about very soon. But I am actually kind of glad that we are concluding with Lily's episode because The Giver is actually a, an oddly appropriate note to end on for this month. No, I, I remember we had both finished it and we talked about how uh, we both felt like this is a definitive book to give a young person to read. Um, and I really think that The Giver is the perfect note to end something like this on because it does that thing that really good children's literature is supposed to do, right? Which is to be about young people or, ch- or children, but to also have something to say that says something meaningful about life that prepares them for adulthood in a particular way and gives them something to think about. And I make all of that sound very boring and very adult, but actually it's also just a darn interesting, immersive, exciting story. So at least for me, um, The Giver is a true recommendation in that I it wasn't on my radar. Um, I wasn't going to pick it up um, necessarily in a bookstore. I, I don't know that I would have read it if Lily hadn't said this is the book I want to do. And that's part of the reason I'm glad that um, that now I want to just kind of buy 10 copies and start giving it out to young people <laughs> because it's, it's a great book. I mean, we're going to talk about it. You're going to hear why we think so in just a little bit. But I was so impressed by the book. Um, I've been impressed by a fair number of the books we've discussed, actually, and the thoughts that our young friends have had. But this one in particular, I just came away from it feeling like it had done what good literature is supposed to do, which is profoundly change your chemistry in some way. And it felt like it had achieved that. I I say all this to say I think it's a good book to read even if it even if the plot is somewhat revealed to you. So I'm just going to preface <laughs> our conversation by saying that first and then also by saying I hope you regard this as a spoiler warning because it's actually a little bit difficult to talk about the book in detail without venturing into spoilers and so the conversation does have that. Yes. So we're not saying don't listen to the show first before reading the book, but fair warning, we do sort of say before we get into spoiler territory that there is spoiler territory, right? So be forewarned, 
But still, even knowing what it is, it's not going to take away from the quality of the book. This is an M. Night Shyamalan. So 100% worth reading, even if you already know what it's about. And you might have if you've watched the movie, for instance, or read some of the synopses about the book, because that's all out there. It's been out there for years as well. So consider yourself warned. Ahead lie spoilers. But here we go with Lily Lau, who's 14. Lily? Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. So before we start talking about the book, you recommended Lois Lowry's The Giver. Um, can you tell us what interested you in wanting to talk about it? So I felt like this book was like a really relevant book to these times, especially um, for me, like what interested me, it was the kind of book that I couldn't put down. I just wanted to find out what was going on, what was going to happen next, like what the writer had to say about like more in the book. Yeah, like I said, it's really, I felt like it was really relevant to like what's going on now. And I suggested it because I felt like it was a book that more people should be aware about and more people should have the chance to read. Well, I'm really glad you did because I've been hearing about this book for years. Um, never, I think I kind of bypassed the, the reading of it. And I'm really glad I had a chance to. But I'm curious because the book's been around for a while. What led you to it? Oh, uh, so it was actually my school, like every few months or so, they give us a book to read and it happened to be one of the books. And I was like, you know what, let's try it. It looks interesting. And I tried it and it was really good. I have, a, I have a question to ask you about that. But before we get there, I think it's worth saying what The Giver is actually about. I'm trying to do it without spoiling it. So um, The Giver essentially takes place in a world in which in which a society is simultaneously quite familiar, but also feels very different to ours. They live in a close-knit community. Our main character's name is Jonas, and Jonas lives in a what is called a family unit, right? So he's got a mother, a father and a sister. And through the course of the book, he's approaching a point in his age where he will be told what his purpose is going to be. He'll be given, in essence, a job, um, you know, chosen to do something. But unlike the rest of his friends who are given tasks that are more familiar, that, that you know, they've been volunteering, that they understand, Jonas is given a position of immense power and a realisation that starts to change his life. And his awareness of the world and society mm -hmm. he lives in. Yeah. yeah. Is that a fair description? Maybe? Yeah, I think that's good. Okay. So now I wanted to ask you, um, so if everybody in your class, I guess, read the book, um, did everyone like it like you or not so much? Uh, so as far as I know, not many people read it because in general, <laughs> like my friends aren't really the type to read, but those who did, I know it's good. And the, to them, I asked them about it and they were like, yeah, it's actually quite a good book and I found it enjoyable. So I really like books that are set in this sort of, is it dystopian? Is it not? Let's leave it to the reader to find out. Um, but I really like books that are set in this human society, but, you know, perhaps in a future uh, that reimagines what our own future might be. Um, but I was also really struck by how the book manages to both tell you a lot, but also not tell you a lot, right? Because I'm left with a lot of questions, even after the book is done. Was that an experience you had as well? Yes, definitely. And I felt like that was also the part of the book that I really liked, because the writer purposely left a lot like unsaid and left a lot for us to just think about like, or what did we think and what was our opinion about it? At what point did you start to realise that there was something off or something different about the world? I'm going to have to spoil the book. So it was the part when like he got his job and he went to the guy who was about to teach him about the job. And I think for me, it was the part where I realised the world had no colour because I didn't actually realise reading it before, even though the book hinted at it before that the world had like no colour. But like it was only when the 
guy who had given him the job had to describe colour to him that I realised, oh, this world is like not what I expected it to be. Yeah, um, I do think that there is that definite pivotal moment. And that happens right after Jonas gets his job and kind of gets his briefing about what his job is, right? I also found myself sort of needing to turn back to the previous pages to check and see if I'd missed out on things. Um, did the, the way the world was described, was that interesting to you? I found it really fascinating just wanting to, and even though they're just doing very everyday things like going to school and having meals with the family, I I loved the world and the way that it's described. Yeah, I like, I really enjoy that too because I feel like the writer, like when I read books that's about like everyday things, like it gets kind of like boring and you want to skip through. But the writer like included details about the world while he described what the guy was going through like in his everyday life and it like revealed more and more but also didn't reveal that much. So it was like the kind of read that you just want to keep on reading to find out more. So considering the... Considering this is not quite a science fiction, but also not not a science fiction, what kind of books do you typically like to read, Lily? Is this is this close to what you would normally be reading, or is it quite different? I think it's quite different because I read a lot of like the fantasy books that would be expected for me to read, like Harry Potter, all the like Roald Dahl books. But I yeah, and I feel like one of the reasons why I really love this book because to me it was different, but also not that different for me because around my age we are like very familiar with all the dystopian movies and then dystopian books. So if but it felt like exactly like one of those dystopian books, but it was along the lines of something different. Yeah, the copy of the book that I have actually ends with a, a little note from the author, from Lois Lowry herself, um, talking about how she didn't expect this much of a, a sort of an, a reception and impact to the book and that even she didn't think that it was very different from other stories, adventure, that, books. Uh, adventure books that she had written. Um, there is actually more than the dystopia, more than the adventure. There's an actual story about what mm. it means right, to be human um, and to have choices and to grow up. You're 14. Uh, when did you actually read this book and, and did it sort of change the way you thought about the process of growing up? Uh, I read it last year, so when I was 13, I feel like it didn't really because I had already like gone past that age because it happened to Jonas when he was 12 and I was already like 13. But like it just made me think, oh, how would it be different? And yeah, it did make me think about it, but like not that much. Were there things that you felt you had in common with Jonas? Because I was thinking a lot about this while I was reading the book in the sense that because the way they speak is quite different to how we speak, right? They have rituals, like they must share their feelings. They have a dream sharing. There are these things that I think in many families, in many close families, would happen naturally, but you start to recognize that in this world, they're, they're ritualized, they, they have to happen in a very particular way, you have to speak in a very particular way. And despite all that, um, I mean, I'm some ways away from 12, I'm not 12 anymore, but I, I remembered um, having friendships like what Jonas had. I remember feeling, maybe not confused, but wondering about, oh, um, why is it like this or what am I going to do and and I remember those feelings they felt familiar to me I wondered if you had if you felt you had things in common with Jonas did you feel empathy towards him yeah I feel like I definitely did there was one part about the book when Jonas first got his job and he realised that he wouldn't be able to spend time with his friends after mm, school anymore. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can relate, man. Like, what if all of a sudden I was told, you're not allowed to hang out after school with your friends and also the fact that he had siblings and like 
his sister didn't really understand certain things and he had to not get angry or so. And also the fact that when he started like growing older, like 13 years old, he started getting really rebellious. I feel like a lot of people like my age around the air go through that time of their life. So he decided to start rebelling against his parents, stop doing certain things that he had always been doing. And like, I felt like, oh yeah, I can relate to that. Oh yeah, that's going to happen to every single teenager. Did you think he was a good person? <laughs> Mm, I think that's very subjective. Mm, yeah, uh, th- that's actually exactly what I was thinking about. Did we, one, like Jonas, but also did we agree with the choices that he makes as as a person? Um, and I'm still I'm still thinking, and I think that's one of the great things about the book. Um, each time I think about it, I sort of change my mind a bit. From the point of view, from like someone around his age, it's something I would do. He thought about it, but it felt also kind of reckless, and like he was just jumping into it. And I knew like if I was in that kind of situation myself, like someone from my age, I would like probably would have done something like that also. Yeah, uh, that's that's mm. the thing, right? Because I don't think Louis Lowry, the writer, passes judgment on yes. on Jonas, and that's important. She just talks about well, this is the information he has and these are the choices that he's going to make. Uh, We're talking today about The Giver by Lois Lowry, which won the Newbery Medal, I think, back in 93 and has since made it onto a lot of um, best of lists, but also a lot of book banning lists. And uh, we are joined by the person who recommended it, Lily Lau, who's 14. Um, And this is part of our ongoing month-long Children's Day, Children's Month book club. Let us know, have you read The Giver? Um, do you want to? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, write to us at buythebook at bfm.my. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Buy the Book with Lynn and Sharmila and our guest today, 14-year-old Lily Lau, who recommended The Giver uh, by Lois Lowry. Um, I was wondering how long the book stayed with you after you read it. Because for me, I, I finished it in, I think in the morning. I, I, was, I was kind of reading it because like you, I couldn't put it down. And I finished it in the morning and then it stayed with me for the rest of the day. I kept thinking about uh, the ending. I kept thinking about what it meant. I kept thinking about what I would do. Did you have that same experience? Yeah, I felt, honestly, I felt kind of cheated because <laughs> the cliffhanger in the book really made me just like wanting more. Mm. And I even researched like, oh, was there books after that? And then like, there are other books by the same author, but not related. So I was like a bit disappointed. Like I also understood why the author did it. So it, of course, it stuck with me. I was like, oh no, what happened to Jonas? Oh, did he find the way back? Like the kind of questions. Oh, the ending is both incredible, like such a great ending, but also tough, not just tough emotionally, but tough as a reader, I think, because you really want to know more. Um, And that was actually what I was going to ask you. After this sort of journey that we've been on and this world that we've lived in, did you like the ending? Oh, I mean, I feel like I like it, but I don't like it at the same time because I completely understand why the writer did it. And I feel like us as readers, we like we definitely know like, oh, he did this because like we had to, he wanted us to think about it and everything because it was like a decision a readers as us as readers were gonna make that like, oh, do we want to decide that Jonas found his peace or did he just end up not surviving? I like the ending a lot. Uh, I I like the ending a lot, but I like the ending. Uh, very much as a, I think it's a writerly ending. Mm. It's the correct ending for the story, but it is very difficult. Um, and I think that, I, I guess, again, without spoiling it, 
do you lean towards a more happy ending in your mind or do you lean towards a more bleak? bleak? Yeah, the, I think the right word is bleak. Do you lean towards a more bleak ending? I feel like my heart wants it a happy ending for Jonas. But in my mind knows that it's probably not going to be a happy ending. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I land as well. Like I want it to be the happy one, but. I don't think so. Yeah, it's unlikely. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's but it's tough, right? Like was it a tough book for you to read? I found myself tearing up a little bit at some points. Yeah, at some points it was like a hard read cuz I feel like the writer just knows like how to like make you feel something. The way he like describes Jonah's feelings and like the way he uses his thoughts and like I don't know how to put it but like the writer just does something that makes you feel like oh wow and like you can seriously relate to what and like understand what the character is feeling. Even though the writing itself is actually quite simple. So I think that that's interesting because I, uh, I'm i just speaking as an adult reading this book for the first time. I, I wasn't sure what to expect. And at the beginning, the language, I think, is quite simple, right? The sentences are short. Um, you know, the, the words are very precise, as you would expect from a book about precision of language in some ways. But it's very... Um, it's very straightforward. And then later on, only I think do you appreciate the skill in writing something so simple. Actually, it's simple. It's also a surprisingly short book yeah. for all the things that it tells you because you realise by the end of the story that you've come to kind of understand like centuries of how this society has come to be. We haven't spoken about the other characters actually and I really wanted to talk about um, especially uh, the other receiver who is Jonas's mentor, right? I really loved him as a character. I thought that it's it's normal. I suppose it's one of those tropes that you find in these kinds of books to have that elderly person who kind of guides you along the way. But there's something about this character that really stayed with me. Yeah, I think also because the book's name is The Giver. And he <laughs> is the actual giver. Also, he had that sense of him that like I really respected because like he could have had the choice to just like not help Jonas, but he decided to and not just help him, but like do everything in his power even to help him. And like seeing him grow closer to Jonas and like become like a father figure sort of like guy to Jonas was really, really interesting to see the progression. How did this book make you, if at all, um, you know, think about honesty and particularly the kind of honesty that adults might give to children? Because I think that that for me was one of the big things I was thinking about, that if I had read it when I was a younger person, I would have thought, yeah, I wish everybody, you know, all all the grownups in my life would be straight shooters and, you know, just tell me the truth all the time. Because I think Jonas is confused or wondering about things, partly because he can sense that there are things that his mother and father, for example, aren't necessarily telling him things that he's getting from the giver in the form, you know, as you point out, as a father figure. Did it, I don't know, did, did, was that something that you thought about? I feel like I thought about the fact how I feel like bad for Jonas because his perfect world suddenly came falling down on him. He suddenly realized that his parents couldn't like be as perfect as they seem and he could mm. be actually lied to. And he lives in a society where lying is the, like the number one thing you're not supposed to do. And like being lied to by his own parents is something that like, yeah, I felt really bad for Jonas. Have you recommended this book to other people other than us? And what was their reaction? I recommended it to some people, but I don't think they actually read it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's okay. They might get there. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not yet. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier on that dystopia, uh, dystopian books and dystopian worlds are something that people um, around your age are quite familiar with. And there's a lot of them, right? There's, there's really like series after series that are set. There are famous ones, you know, 
your Hunger Games, but really there are lots of them. How do you think the world in The Giver compares to the more, I guess, bombastic is a fair word, uh, the more bombastic worlds of, say, your Divergence or your Hunger Games? Oh, I feel like I really enjoyed The Giver because there was just a peacefulness to it because the idea, the whole idea of The Giver was to make the world the same. And I felt it's not the best solution, but that is a solution. And it's more like a calming one. Even if you have to put all the pain and effort onto one person, it's what you got to do instead of the other ones where the solution was like, oh, let's kill everybody or like, let's separate everybody into different like categories. Like I felt it was better. There are some books, right, that people talk about as being um, more about the philosophy or the message than, uh, not more than the story, but that really what people remember or take away is that core message. Was there a particular thing that you took away from reading this book? A few things that like I was worried about, like climate change and like all the like endangered animals or so, because that like shocked to me that, oh, I might live in a world that does not have animals or the climate is really messed up that they have to completely eliminate it. And then also is the fact that like the price that someone has to pay for like the sacrifice that everybody gets to live a peaceful life, but then one person has to bear it all. And also like the fact that everybody is living in doubt and doesn't actually know, they're just living like a serene life, but they don't actually know like what's going on in the world. Sharmila, what was what were yours? For me, it's about choice. That in mm. the end, um, the ability to make a choice is worth a lot, even if the outcome of that choice maybe isn't the best. Yeah, I thought about that too. And, yeah. and also, I think what it means to be a person. Yes. What, what it actually means to be a person um, connecting and, and relating to other people and what you have to do to get there. So I'm actually curious because I'm at that point where I've just finished this book. Um, I understand that there are others that are sort of set in the same world. Have you read them? Are you planning to? Uh, no, because I feel like one book is enough for me, honestly. I don't want to like overload my brain with all these questions like, oh, what's going to happen next? I would read it if it was a sequel, but apparently it's not. It's just like similar themes and the concepts are like, maybe when I'm bored and I want to read a new book. I kind of felt like I didn't want this to be explained too much, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that it lives on its own, actually. Um, I did want to ask you a little bit about themes. Because this is one of those books where, as I think is quite clear, you can really get very different things from just one text. But are there themes that interest you as a reader? You know, where when you find out that a book is about that, you think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm more interested in reading about that. I think when I picked up the book right, and I saw that it was set in the world that was in the future, I was like, yeah, I want to read this book. Like, I want to read more. I want to find like what the world is about. Because like we said before, that the writer didn't really reveal much, but he also revealed enough to like keep you wanting more. So I felt that it was really good. What are you currently reading? Can I say nothing? <laughs> of course you can. Yeah, we all need a break. It's a very honest answer. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, my school recently gave us another book to read. Uh, Wonder. Wonder was a good oh, one. Oh, Wonder. Yeah. Uh, R.J. Palacio. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. And then I, I heard about the interview and I came back to this book. <laughs> nice. Lily, thank you so much for recommending The Giver by Lois Lowry and for coming in. Thank you for having me. Uh, you just heard Lily Lau, who is 14 years old and part of our month-long book club series uh, where we speak to younger folks about what it is that they're reading. Again, the book that we've been discussing this week is Lois Lowry's The Giver. Let us know if you've read it or if you plan to read it. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at BFM Radio and uh, write to us at bythebook at bfm.my. 
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.